It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Years ago, H.G. Wells visualized roads such as these in his science fiction fantasies. And today they're a reality. You're listening to The Afternoon Commute with John Adams and Chris Kendall. We have our correspondent in Europe on the line. Yes. Je suis là. There you go. I was listening to your afternoon commute uh, 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 earlier today, and uh, it was really, really funny. Uh, it was a lot of uh, good uh, impersonations there. <laughs> Jay Dyer's uh, uh, um, Ron Paul was just hilarious. It was really... <laughs> I, I can do Ron Paul. I can do Ron Paul, too. Do wrong. Yeah, he said so, uh, 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 but it's so because uh, uh, I really believed in that guy for a moment. You know, when he was uh, filmed in the the, the 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 Congress speaking about the banks, etc. You know. Yeah. Turns out he's just a Freemason. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I made signs. Right. I handmade signs, hand painted signs for Ron Paul. <laughs> Put him up on the. <laughs> Well, that's all good and everything. I'm real glad that uh, everybody got out there because we have to let people know about the Federal Reserve and and the. Uh, well, I've been doing this for a very long time and making people aware of uh, the Federal Reserve, and we need to get back to the gold standard. <laughs> yeah, the gold standard is is uh, yeah. it's a lot of people that bites on that uh, nugget, huh? The gold <laughs> nugget. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a religion in itself, I guess. I don't know how they get around the uh, that. Yeah, doesn't Rothschild officially set the gold price on? Periodically? Yeah, I, I heard. I heard you say that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, if they do that anymore. I know that. I know that that used to happen back in the 1800s. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. I don't think, but yeah, no. But you, but that's that's because the Rothschilds lost all of their power. That's why. Oh yeah, see, uh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, they lost except their except, except, for, except for making wine in Europe. They still have in uh, the wine in France. They still yeah. got all their wine. That, that's all they have left of their fortune. Like. Um, that's it. It's just like like when when um when the antitrust laws in America came in and Standard Oil uh, got got taken away from the Rockefellers and the Rockefellers lost all their power. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that, but yeah, I, I guess that's the that's the story. And yeah, they they just kind of eat by on with their meager income off their wines and stuff. Yeah, that's. 
you, you know what? Did you see that post I put up there? Um, on um, uh, what was it? Oh, you had the Rothschild candy bar uh, ad, and then uh, yeah. Okay, so and obviously uh, Andreas uh, knows knows about uh, you know Lafitte Rothschild uh, wine. And yeah. we talked about the the wine industry and how it's all fake and all that too. And then I go into it, and the lady who is the the the, the Rothschild lady who is the last one to to be in charge. She's also an actress. Really? Like, did you? Yeah. Like, it, if you look up, um, I posted it. If you if you go to Hoaxbusters, yep, and you go to. Go to the uh, Rothschild uh, candy bar. I I put it in the comments. The, the last lady, R- Lady Rothschild, who ran Lafitte Rothschild Wine, uh, is also an actress. <laughs> huh. It's but, bizarre. But I, it it I, I wouldn't be surprised that to to become uh, uh you know high up in the degrees in Freemasonry and uh, etc. You need to be able to put on a good act, you know. Well, I, I would, I would agree. The role I play is, is it must be important because I, I don't know how much I believe in all those uh, uh, stories about you know uh, the the um, what happens on the campus in the 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 skull and bones uh, uh, you know uh, uh, societies and all that stuff. I'm not sure if I believe it. It's been too many films about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely up like, to the uh, skeptic skeptical about it that's for sure yeah like sexual acts and uh, they have to look for a skull of a dead person to bring in and uh, you know it's it's, it's like it, it seems very you know uh, uh, scripted uh, to me <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I think to an extent it is because like well what's funny is is um they put out a book that's pretty uh, interesting, actually. Uh, why don't why don't I do, why don't we keep what we've done so far, Chris? Okay. But um, I'll I'll just do the intro now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's that's no problem. All right. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Welcome to the afternoon commute with Chris Kendall and John Adams. Today is March twenty third, two thousand sixteen. If you'd like to hear previous episodes of the Afternoon Commute, you can go to hostbustercall.com and you'll see those posted up there alongside the most recent episode of Chris's Monday Night Broadcast, the original Hostbusters Call. Also posted up there are various articles and videos, some of those original in nature, so make sure you check those out. For any and all things Hoaxbusters, go to hoaxbusterscall.com today. Well, you uh, heard us there just having a chat with our good friend from the, across the pond, uh, Mr. Unreal. Um, last name, real, first name, Un, of course, <laughs> coming to us live from Paris, France. He is our European correspondent. And he is going to give us an update on the real terror going on there in Brussels. Um, uh, but uh, we were just we were actually just having a conversation about the uh, about um, the real or the fake uh, behind the scenes stuff in uh, secret societies. And um, I remember this kind of funny, like. When I first started coming around to how uh, T 
to how both you know Democrats and Republicans were both controlled was really because I found out that John Kerry and George Bush were both skull and bones and they were both cousins. But <laughs> what's interesting about that is that was widely advertised on on mainstream media. And they and one of the first things I found out about uh, that was a book by a pretty mainstream um, uh, author. Her name is Alexandra Robbins, and she put out a book called Secrets of the Tomb. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's like a mainline kind of whitewash account of what goes on at Skull and Bones. But she still put in all of the, you know, like like a. Like uh, Unreal was saying there was that um, I, I keep calling you Unreal because I didn't know I don't know if you want us to say uh, your name um, Unreal. <laughs> it's uh, it's just my uh, pseudonym from uh, <clears throat> fakeologist and the 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 handle that I'm using uh, 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 regularly. My my first name is Andreas and that's what you see in the Skype uh, uh, window. So. <clears throat> Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm fine by either me. one, uh, uh, more or less. So it's not a secret who I am either. Uh, and I, uh, uh, I, I think uh, as Chris has talked about before, how he just uh, puts out his uh, real name. Everybody can check him up. I think that's a very you know a fair attitude to have. So <coughs> I don't have a problem with who I am, but. Um, Okay, I, I was just, I was just making sure I wasn't going to blow your cover while you're over reporting for us. <laughs> well. In these times in Europe, uh, uh, it's a bit scary to to go out and you know leave your complete name on the on the interwebs. So um, yeah, let's uh, keep with Unreal uh, during these uh, terror days here in uh, uh, Europe. Yeah, well, so the real question um, going on today is whether we will have Belgian waffles or Belgian falafels. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it appears that you will have a, 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 a Brussels uh, uh, My Bell. Uh, that's the song they have, uh, uh, you know, elected to be the the theme song for the, the, the these events. So um, you will have a, a waffles with some music, I guess. Yes, it's uh, so over um, uh, over there in uh, Paris, which. Uh, Generally speaking, compared to how far away I am from Chris, Belgium Belgium is not that far away from France. No, and um, and so I'm sure you're getting um, firsthand uh, news of the actual real terror, the real explosions, the real deaths, um, the real um, victims on the news. I'm sure you're seeing a lot of that. Uh, can you can you let us? over here in America know what's going on over there in Europe with this real terror event? Yeah, I think uh, um, uh, what I uh, suspected when we had the, the events in uh, in Paris in November was that uh, some of the terrorists, they, they went and uh, was were hiding out in Belgium. So uh, it was a very, you know, uh, a fair assumption that uh, they were going to tie this to, to, to the French-speaking part in Belgium to, to like, uh, try to major up on the, the, the benefits from the, the, the events. And, um, well, uh, uh, I guess they managed to, to do so now. Uh, it started out with, with uh, them finding this guy. You know, there was some, uh, um, some uh, police action finding this one terror suspect. 
uh, earlier in the week, and then uh, the bomb went off on uh, Tuesday, and uh, the same day, the Eiffel Tower was in the Belgian colors, and uh, uh, well, uh, 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 a lot of uh, casualties uh, already, and uh, they have their song ready, and the pianos in the streets, and uh, well, uh, the story uh, really... looks like a, a copy of what they managed to do in Paris somehow. So it seems like it's the same, you know, uh, 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 same team that's uh, uh, behind it somehow. You're saying that the Eiffel Tower already had the Brussels colors? The same the day, day, yeah. yeah. Oh, they had the same day they put the Brussels colors on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. To, Is the to, Eiffel Tower equipped just to put any kind of light display that they want at any given time or is that something that has to be prepared do you know anything about that yeah it is uh, equipped with uh, uh, lights with a lot of effects but uh, uh, i uh, 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 and they probably have they 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 light it up in in blue and red so i guess that they have uh, like uh, 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 rgb lighting somehow uh, i would guess but uh, oh yeah uh, yeah uh, it is uh, funny that they have the program ready the same day. I would guess that it takes some time to to you know program all those lights and have them working properly. They it just so happened that that they had it ready for the Brussels colors. Yeah, sounds yeah. familiar. It it does, and uh, uh, and um, there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of things that's uh, a little bit uh, uh, I don't know if you were aware but the terrorists this time they took the cab to the airport with their bomb and uh, <laughs> they yeah really and uh, they just found the computer with the the, the audio testament of one of the terrorists <laughs> uh, have you been so, following it John very closely <laughs> um only from one uh I heard about it yesterday I got off work and then I was talking to you and Jay and then I got home and maybe a little bit later in the night, I was able to look a little bit into it. And then Jay sent that great email to us uh, this morning, which, uh, which uh, if you don't post it, somebody should post it about the guy who was a survivor of the Brussels attacks and he was also a survivor of the Boston bombing, and he was also a survivor of Paris attacks as well. <laughs> yeah, I had po- I posted a video of uh, a guy talking about it on YouTube, but yeah, I need to post that article too as well. The, the best part is his name. His name is uh, 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 Mr. Mason uh, Wells, and uh, he's only 19 too, so he's, uh, he's uh, probably a, a talented uh, 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 crisis actor, I would guess. Well, you know, Mason is a very common name, isn't it, in, in uh, that neck of the woods? Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Mason Wells. H.G. Wells. But but just think of the, 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 the situation. When you're 19, you are mostly, you know, bound to school and stuff. You can't travel all that much. And this guy has been at the Boston Marathon and in Paris and now in Brussels <laughs> at 19 years well, old. All, well, Every there's always someone at some event that's been at both. Remember, just in Paris, wasn't there a guy who was also a 9 11 survivor? Oh, yeah. And there was the um, in the Aurora shooting, the guy was on a a cross country bike trip and he was from Sandy Hook. 
and he right. ended up in para, uh, 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 Aurora, Colorado, uh, Colorado, and got shot in the theater. And then there was uh, the girl that I think was also in the Aurora. She was also in a shooting in uh, somewhere in Europe. And she yep. allegedly got shot in Aurora and died, according to the official thing. But she was in two then the, shootings. Then there's the girl whose photo, the, the, we've never seen the actual real girl, but I brought this up before. There was a girl whose photo was used as a victim of 9-11 and a victim of uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, and then there was Noah Posner was... Uh, Supposedly, one of the one of the children that died is Sandy Hook, and he also died in a in a shooting in um, uh, Pakistan, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, his, his, or at least his photo was used as a representation of uh, one of the victims of the shooting. Well, I mean, that. What do you think the uh, odds of that are? astronomical no. i would imagine well, well let's just say let's just say that one person let's just say that there's one person who just happened to be at two different events it's just you know pure pure coincidence pure pure circumstance but yet every event has one person who's been at multiple events and been a survivor or a victim that mm-hmm. those odds would be you know one I don't agree, John. Uh, I mean, I've seen it all the time. I mean, uh, in every uh, terror event, you always have a, a survivor from the previous event. So uh, I would say that the chances are like 100% that we see them each time. Actually, you're right. Look at, looking at it that way, you're, uh, yeah, that, that makes yeah. total sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have, from Paris, we had Matthew, actually, the guy that was, uh, you know, uh, 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 being saved by the guy that took the video in the the back street, you know, who got shot in the 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 arm, uh, uh, um, and he was in the hospital together with uh, 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 the guy that shot the film. He was saved. Uh, no, he got a bullet in his ass. I think, yeah, that's what what, what it was. And the guy that shot the film in the back alley, he uh, pulled him up into his apartment and uh, 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 saved him. That was Matthew. He was also a nine eleven survivor. Oh, huh. saved yeah. by the guy who actually shot the film. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think if that's not the same guy, I know there's another guy that was at the Boston. He he's at the Boston terror attacks, and he allegedly got injured. And he was also on the scene at nine eleven, and he was doing some kind of re- in in you know quote unquote independent report for some play, and saw the plane second plane. Going to the tower yeah. with his own eyes, and yeah, that's the, the that, yeah, that's the one I, I was I was thinking of. Okay, Steve, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and, another uh, angle. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, another angle. Go ahead. <laughs> another angle that. Uh, 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 I feel is being played here too is like the 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 sports angle. Um, the 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 Belgium team it's uh, they uh, cancelled their training today, 
and they uh, uh, going to play their uh, uh, game in um, in uh, in Portugal instead of Belgium now. And uh, when the attacks were on in in France, it was one of the foot- soccer games that was preparing for the European uh, Championships that's going to be held in France. So uh, uh, the sports world was uh, straight away very, you know, uh, 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 concerned with this. It was happening while the the game was uh, transmitted live on television. That's the biggest gathering there is on television. It's a football game here in Europe. So um, in the Paris attacks, uh, the sister of one of the, the the strikers of the French team, she escaped the the the, the Bataclan massacre, and one of the midfielders, his cousin, she got killed in Bataclan. So uh, 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 it was definitely they were definitely trying to link this to the sports world uh, to have uh, uh, many you know uh, uh, heartbreaking stories in the sports uh, 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 newspapers etc. And one of the things that you can see from this event in Belgium is is the fact that not it it happens a day when the the, the na- their national team is in Brussels. And uh, uh, one of the the first victims that we saw was a, was a retired basketball players. Uh, that was lying on the ground with his legs a bit uh, 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 weird, uh, with some blood on it. So, I actually first uh, got the, the news uh, from the Brussels thing uh, through the sports uh, 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 events in my my section of the newspaper. So, so you're you're not you're not trying to imply that there's any corruption in soccer, are you? Uh, <laughs> not so much, but I would say <laughs> that uh, uh, um, uh, I. Um, it was also uh, uh, so that uh, when uh, when um, the football president of South Africa, uh, uh, Nelson Mandela, when he died, and they had the, the film already produced and going into the movies, actually there was the presentation uh, in Brazil for the World Cup the day after, and they had made a memory film of Nelson Mandela that they presented in the start of the event. So it's like. Football and uh, uh, these uh, world uh, uh, events, they are uh, ver- very much related sometimes because it seems like they are trying to, you know, uh, um, uh, use the momentum wherever they got it. And uh, in Europe uh, this summer, the big event will be the European Championships in, in soccer. And I guess like uh, as they've had these bombs in the stadiums and we also had some Sports-related uh, terror in the movies with uh, uh, I think it was uh, was it Batman or something like that. I think it was uh, yeah, the James Batman. Bond movie. Yeah, James Bond movie too, and uh, and, and Batman and Batman oh, and Batman. Yeah, so there is some and Batman, the, uh, the football the football games. <laughs> so it is some kind of sports angle to it, and that's why I found it funny that uh, uh, the, this retired basketball player was uh, was uh, one of the first that we saw a picture of laying on the ground. I would suspect that it has been pre-recorded or so, some, somehow. Yeah, that's a that's a good catch. Yeah, that's a good that's um that's a good uh, catch there linking that that up. Um, I wonder um I wonder if we were to go back and look at other events if there's any uh, links to sports in the past that we never noticed before. Because yep. I mean, sports, sports is uh, obviously whether you're in Europe or whether you're here, uh, the national pastimes. You know that that is a big uh, that's a big deal. But I think over here in America, what what they did was um, oh, I can't remember. Did, didn't like the didn't then the Patriots play in the Super Bowl uh, right 
before or after the um, the Boston bombing, or or did the baseball team win the World Series? I can't remember, but it, there was something like that. Don't forget the the Boston Marathon uh, bombing. I mean, that was a sports event. Right. That mm. well, yeah, that in of itself was a sports event. But I thought I thought there was like either the football or basketball team, you know, was in. I remember that. I remember that the Yankees were in the World Series after nine eleven. I know they didn't win, but they they were in the World Series. Uh, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. The Patriots but, won the Super Bowl. Okay. But what about uh, uh, famous sports <laughs> profiles that uh, uh, has uh, come out with stories about nine eleven or something like that? Uh, I mean, when you go to the medical uh, agenda, you can see that some of the biggest figureheads of like the AIDS epidemic was like uh, Magic Johnson, uh, you know, basketball. So it's like uh, they do use the sports uh, uh, stars for their agendas uh, uh, often, and uh, as I said here in France, they use two f- soccer players for the Paris events. Uh, uh, and now they're using one basketball player in uh, uh, Belgium uh, for their uh, uh, terror event. So I was just wondering if you had some sports figures uh, uh, in mind when, when you think about uh, any school uh, shooting or any uh, uh, terror activity in the United States. Uh, 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 has any? Does any come to mind? No. The one thing that I, I will mention while it's on my mind, though, is that when you see. When you see uh, any soccer player, uh, like almost every soccer jersey has a UN symbol on it, and they're all about UNICEF or UNESCO, and um, and uh, they're a big advertising firm for uh, for the United Nations. And uh, you know what's another interesting thing is you know because um, whether it's the right, the mainstream right wing media, or now the uh, alternative media, is is you know trying really hard to put all of the blame for terrorism on Saudi Arabia because it looks like they might try to, you know, do a fake overthrow of that country maybe in the future, and and so all of the blame for everything is being pushed onto Saudi Arabia. And you notice that a lot of the Emirate, Arab Emirate countries are are big into soccer, and like, you know, you'll see like, uh, exactly. what is it like, like the Bank of Qatar like sponsors a lot of of the, uh, um, what do you call it, the uh, teams, right? Yep. And so, so all of those uh, Arab Emirate countries are all involved with soccer as well, which is interesting if. Um, if uh, allegedly they're the ones that are funding the terrorism as well, which I don't think that they are the sole funders of it. You know, when those, those countries themselves are just British fronts in the first place. Yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting uh, uh, link to, to make between the, the fact that uh, in the, the sports uh, 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 area, uh, uh, arena, uh, the, 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 the Saudi Arabia uh, uh, banks and, and big uh, players, they are investing massively in European soccer, be it in Spain, France, uh, England. They are investing investing massively. And uh, the television rights for these uh, uh, soccer games, they are being sold at astronomous amounts now. And I think the countries that 
uh, that are getting more and more uh, addicted to football is uh, countries like China and uh, and Japan too. But China actually uh, uh, just now they they have uh, been investing more money than uh, ever in soccer and trying to really push uh, in that arena. But uh, in United States, soccer has not been able to to get the foothold, and uh, that's not despite trying by giving United States the World Cup. Uh, well, and that, that's because you have to have mid- they haven't figured out a way to put mixed martial arts into it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh, um, but it's 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 just uh, 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 funny to see that they are trying with the. I, I don't know if you you know about Beckham and the Victoria Beckham and all these stars in Europe that they have tried to to like uh, 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 install over the United States to 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 get more uh, attention to the the game, uh, but uh, anyhow, I think sports is a very important. Uh, 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 it's, a, it's an important part of uh, of, uh, of the, the general uh, 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 media uh, picture, at least uh, uh, here in Europe. It's very dominant in the in the um, in the media. Yeah, that and celebrities. There was a uh, some football player that had some connection to this uh, San Bernardino shooting. I I can't remember his name, but. Uh, he, he he allegedly had a family member that was shot there, or something like that. And I do remember you have some, um, you know, uh, OJ Simpson comes to mind when it comes to sports, like linking sports to media. But also, you had some some horrendous murders on the boat and stuff like that. Some some famous uh, uh, players. So I think American football players they are often involved in some media uh, 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 propagandas. Oh, yeah, there was one not too long ago. Oh, yeah, OJ, of course, but there was there was another one not too long ago where it was, it, it, I think, I, it, it seemed to be a fake story where some guy shot his girlfriend, like, in a parking lot. It, it was a football player. Um, I can't remember who it was, but um, I do remember that, and it was... It was already after I had started looking at news items being fake, so I remember thinking that. But it was a football player; he like killed his allegedly killed his girlfriend in a parking lot. But yeah, that, I think that's a great point to make. Um, and uh, what what about do you have you ever um, like do you know anybody who was like if if it was such a big soccer event there uh, at when they had the Bataclan um, in Paris, do you know anybody who was at the soccer game or? Um... Uh, no, I don't. But uh, uh, I do. Uh, I did hear of uh, 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 a friend or my girlfriend that had the friend that died at the Bataclan. So uh, uh, I tried to dig into that a little bit, but uh, it's like uh, it was a bit difficult to 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 try to uh, uh, really get their name and try to call them and stuff. But uh, so yeah, not so many stories. But uh, of course, it's, it's always going to be someone who knows someone that heard of someone. And um, unfortunately, it's like uh, uh, I'm thinking of that video, Chris, that you put on your website with the people going into the elevator and how like one turned against the wall 
and uh, 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 or when three of the four turned against the wall, the four just turned, and and <laughs> uh, uh, so I think it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's quite uh, uh, possible that it is a lot of um, uh, a mass uh, 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 influence in these events that uh, makes people believe things uh, only that they just heard about it, but they might uh, think they have. Uh, 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 witnessed things even if they haven't you know like uh, people in new york they might have had a feeling they they saw a, a plane but they actually saw it on television you know yeah and there's people that will just say that like oh i had uh someone that was close to me die in the attack and i i don't think that people necessarily have to be put up to that you know uh I think there's people out there, yeah, that they get some kind of um, uh, gratification somehow from that and or, you know, sympathy or something. And and they want to. um, Well, they had. uh, Well, officially exposed uh, like the head of the 9-11 victim survivors group. uh, What was her name? Tanya Head. And and. She and then they then they turn around and say that oh she was she was faking being a victim, and who knows what the real story behind that is, or if that was just a concocted story to kind of put out the word that yeah if you go around talking about the truth, then we'll just come out in the media with you being a uh, faker. <laughs> you know that's that's how they keep the lid on this stuff. It's like well. You got to understand that if if they were to do this stuff with actors, you know somebody would come out and talk. It's like, well, okay, so what if like that that uh, Tanya Head woman was somebody that was getting a little bit too mouthy, maybe, and then they just, oh, she's a fake, and they put that out in the news because everybody believes everything they read in the news, so. And, and 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 that's totally 100% controlled anybody who denies that is just totally out of the loop i i think yes i th- i think as you say that it's a, a, a um uh, it's a fact that uh, uh they do manipulate a, a, a large part of the population through uh, uh, their uh, uh, skillful use of uh, uh, media and uh, and uh, uh, you know emotional stories. So uh, uh, I think in every event, I mean, when you see people cry or or even pretend to cry, it has the same effect. It's like you have uh, shown many times, Chris, that uh, people don't actually cry, but they just pretend to. And uh, uh, and uh, I think that uh, people that believe the story, they will actually have the impression that these people are very sad and probably cried but uh, if you look at it a bit uh, more uh, you know uh, analytically you can see that these people have no tears nor any body language really that says that they are sad you know but uh, when you are uh, shocked like we are with these terror events i think uh, everything is much more easily uh, 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 assimilated yeah that's a good point i i i think that uh you know what you have some announcement that some tragic event has happened and then it has this, you know, visceral emotional impact and people are conditioned and trained 
in our society to be react reactive. They just react to things. And in general, I'm, I'm talking about not every single last person, of course, but, um, it, and then it, 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 it just goes off the assumption. Well, I mean, this must really have happened. And, and with, along with that too, is this barrier that's erected just by the fact that, you know, oh, well, people died. So then it, then it kind of enters into the cultural taboo of like death or, you know, speaking ill of the dead. So, so I guess to say, well, maybe they didn't actually die is, is a way of speaking ill of them. So it can't, that topic can't be broached. So it automatically shuts down any kind of critical thought. And then they can roll these people out in front of the camera, like the day after their, you know, loved one was brutally murdered in some like horrific, uh, terror or shooting incident and they don't yeah like you say they don't show real emotion but um because you know there's there's you know you could tell when somebody's been grieving they have the body posture about them they have the the flushed face the eyes have are red from crying and they're um they have all the visible cues of somebody going through a grieving process but not not with these people you know and and but I think the, there's not much concern for any of this being exposed on a mass level because people in general, uh, their critical faculties are just switched off. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, um, if, you, if you do a prank on somebody, it's like sometimes it's like quite unbelievable how difficult it seems to be for the person in front of you to really get the prank. Uh, uh, and I think that uh, uh, these people, uh, 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 they, uh, uh, they really know uh, uh, how easy it is to get us rolling, you know. They just need to have these uh, big movements in the media, the military, the police, see these uniforms, see some smoke. And I think after that, it's very, very hard to, to recuperate anybody normal from uh, believing the the. the the information they will get uh, fed after that. I, I just think it's like um, a mechanism uh, uh, that they have crafted uh, through our education, through studying us, and they have it really well in place. It's like uh, it seems like they they uh, um, th- they probably have fun with it too, uh, uh, Nelly. It's like because uh, they obviously don't care to to improve their uh, 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 their uh, uh, events. You know, they they have no. Uh, intention to really improving them or to leave them without uh, errors, you know, or make the the actors better or whatever, you know, it's the same bad uh, uh, acting. <laughs> yeah, and they understand human psychology. I think that's probably one of the most studied fields of science that exists is the study of human behavior, human psychology. It's probably been studied for countless ages. Uh, that's how, that's what this, all this stuff operates on. That's actually what our entire system sort of operates upon, uh, the, you know, selling you things through public relations tactics and, you know, persuasion tactics. And yeah, it just gets carried over into these, um, psychological operations that are carried out and, um, they count on, human beings being human beings, you know, you, yeah. you have this kind of 
idea, people in general, that, um, yeah, you know, everybody else is sort of like I am. They they just want the same things. Everybody just wants to kind of do their thing and be left alone. And and um, they 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 can't conceive of of uh, any kind of a group of people that would pull something like that off and just do this brazen hoax thing for some kind of an agenda that they don't understand and they don't want to understand and they don't want to look at the truth and, and they don't really care. Like they just want to be left alone to have their um, regular uh, run of the mill sort of existence. And, and they, they are fully aware that that is the majority of people in any given Western population, certainly. And they count on that. Yeah, I think when they get their media uh, ball go- rolling, you know, it's just nothing stopping it, you know. It's like just uh, unstoppable. And I guess, uh, 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 just as you say, that's uh, 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 something they have, uh, 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 you know, I would say they have studied the, the, the psychology of the group. I would guess that they have a very good uh, idea about how to influence uh, 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 you know crowds you know because we are talking about enormous uh, uh, amounts of people here uh, uh, combined you know and uh, uh, as you as we all are aware when we are uh, alone or with one friend or two it's not the same uh, as when we are in a larger group and uh, um, uh, it's like uh, uh, what the, the people uh, uh, in charge seem to be very you know clever at is how to you know uh, uh, manipulate groups and it's like uh, uh, they are they are not at all afraid of somebody uh, 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 talking the truth or whatever because it's like not having an effect it's actually probably more reinforcing the reality for those who who are in the big group then you know they, it just uh, 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 makes them even more uh, sure about uh, their uh, uh, um, way of uh, thinking uh, uh, somehow to have some radicals or artists or some, you know, uh, a figure they don't relate to anyhow, say something, you know, f- outlandish. It's, it it su- suits them very well, you know, because uh, they don't want to understand those people anyhow, you know, they, they're fine with how uh, uh, things uh, are. So, um, yeah, I think they have the group psychology aspect very, you know, uh, controlled. And when we talked about uh, the secret societies earlier on, it's like, um, it would seem to me that some of the important parts of, uh, you know, pulling such big uh, influence off is the fact to, to put on an act. So when you, we, I hear about all the different you know, rituals they do, to me, it seems like this, these are more, you know, performances they have to do to, to, to convince as much themselves as their, their other members that they can pull off an act and, and influence uh, people in the way that they intend to have them do uh, uh, through their uh, interaction in the group. I agree. I agree with that. And I also think that, just like you said, I just wanted to add a little strength to what you're saying there, that, the, that there are people involved with whether it be a secret society or ritual or whether it be um, faking an event, they are true believers. And even if they know something is fake, like let's say there's a ritual induction into a secret society and someone who's already been through the ritual kind of knows that 
you know, it's you know, it's kind of a little bit of hogwash, right? But it's necessary for the new adept to be initiated in. It's a necessary part to it. So even though they understand that the ritual itself, there's not really anything spiritual or mystical happening, they realize that it's a necessary part of of uh, um, of the neophyte, you know, coming in. And it's the same thing with people who involve themselves in these things who know that these events are fake. It's necessary to be able to bring in the new the new way of life, the new normal. So it's a little bit like uh, 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 Santa Claus uh, somehow. It's like uh, uh, um, we all know it's uh, uh, not uh, uh, really happening, but uh, uh, all the younger people at uh, until some age, they will uh, uh, believe it. And most parents, they will go along to to, to, to just, uh, 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 you know, uh, see it as something, uh, 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 you know, temporary, but, uh, uh, but uh, fun and necessary. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, correlation between Santa Claus and this and this kind of stuff because we do, we live in a, in a culture, a society that um, they deem it acceptable to like lie to children to put on a show. The military or actually gets involved every year with the the whole NORAD shenanigans and nonsense. And um, it, it's sort of this uh, ritual event, like, oh, yeah, we're tracking Santa Claus on the radar. <laughs> and everybody, you know, generally speaking, participates in it. And it's actually um, a, a psyop <laughs> against children. You know, it's like, so you, you, you're, you're um, actually sort of engaged in a sort of ritual induction into a... Uh, it's a mass psychological operation. I mean, that may sound like a heavy term for something like that, but it's really not. I mean, that's that's what it is in in its in its essence, and it is you know essentially designed to deceive children. And uh, you know, everybody for the most part has no problem participating in that, and then they realize later that oh, that was not real you know i hope most people do when they get older and but then they still have that in their mind and then they have these positive associations with this mass trickery and it's like well it's sort of already a condoned thing in our system yeah, so it's kind of a subconscious programming that has been laid at a very early age and we probably then uh, uh, more prone to be able to react in the, the in the wish pattern later on. Right. Yeah. So the, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's you have a mass ritual where millions of people, you hundreds of millions of people across the world believe that it's a good thing to trick the children. Grandma's even in on it. Yeah, and they and they themselves are conscious of it being fake. Okay, so they're conscious of it being fake, but it is, but it's fun. It's good. It's fun. You know, the, the children like it. It's a good thing, and and then there when like let's say let's say you grow up 
you you were that child. You grow up, and then now you think it's a good thing to pass on and do that to your children, even though you were you realize that you were deceived. It's it's bizarre. It's just bizarre. And so, um, that that's how it works. That's how I think it works too. I mean, Chris and I have talked about that before about. Like, you know, what's the discussion with a person who involves themselves in this? Well, it's for the, it's for the greater good. We got to get, you know, we need to get rid of guns or we need to get rid of, uh, there's always the potential that there's, whether it be a Muslim or, or a crazy person or, um, some fundamentalist Nazi, uh, you know, neo-Nazi, uh, there's always the potential that that could happen. So we need to fake these events to get people to not ever want to side with any one of those extremist positions by faking these events. Nobody dies. It's all good. We scare everybody. And then we get our agenda through and then, uh, everything is going to be hunky dory. I, I, I was thinking about that. I mean, is it the agenda that's important, or is it to 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 manipulate our minds that's important to to keep the 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 power over our minds? Because it seems to me that with the the the, the military might and the the money these people dispose, they don't need to hoax very much to 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 get to do what they need to do wherever they need to do it. Well, I think what what you're seeing is is and and. Once again, Chris and I have talked about this before. Is cultural wallpaper, which that's the term I like to use, is because when you, no matter what it is, there's a there's a series of changes, and and you you and I discussed this uh, last time we talked too as well. Is when you're in a culture of of constant fluctuation, a constant um, upheaval of old normalities. That's going to overtake every single area, whether it's art or whether it's architecture or whether it's religion and terrorism and politics. There's going to be there's going to be constant change and fluctuation in all of that. And it has to be consistent to maintain the cultural control of the minds of the people. So what you're saying and what I'm saying are actually pretty much the same thing. Yeah, because you have so many people that are trying to 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 understand these terror events by the the military agenda they have in all these different countries, and they see the geopolitical uh, 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 you know uh, uh, reasons behind this. But I mean, it seems to me that all those areas too they are contrived and they do whatever they want in those areas anyhow, regardless of terrorism or whatever they they can always. Do uh, 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 what they need, what needs to be done. But it seems to me that it's uh, 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 these people that think that uh, uh, the events has some deeper meaning somewhere else. They're probably missing the point that the, the the deepest meaning it can have is to actually control our minds. And I think that's why they will keep doing these events. And and uh, as we see now, they are trying to put in uh, uh, enough of these events uh, uh, so it corresponds with every generation. Uh, they, they put them out in every different country so that, that every country will have their own uh, like uh, uh, version of uh, these, uh, 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 you know, uh, terrible shocks. 
and uh, uh, it seems that uh, uh, they are uh, uh, using it some kind of like um, like voodoo, you know, like uh, yeah. on the, the 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 people of the world. It could be it could be also seen as sort of a mass initiation rite, where yeah, like you just mentioned, where all these different points in the Western world are being uh, taken in through the same process of this, you know, uh, terror attack, uh, horror event. And then they start displaying the colors, the national colors. That's all psychological uh, manipulation, you know, nations, flags, uh, they start pulling out the flags. You start waving the flags. After nine eleven, everybody went out and bought a flag. I, I, for some reason, bought a flag like two <laughs> days before, and that's no kidding. I bought a flag two days before nine eleven. Was had it in the living room, fixing to hang it up, and nine eleven happened. Um, and I was listening to Alex Jones around that time. So <laughs> I, I don't know if he subliminally <laughs> planted that in my head or what. Did you have your constitution? <laughs> you know the original version. Listen. We've got American flag duty commandos right now, folks. Brand new, just got hot off, hot off uh, the press. American flag. You know, tell you what, tell you what, there, uh, Andreas. I'm going to go ahead and commission that we make French flag duty commandos as well. <laughs> the Brussels flag too. <laughs> Jones already has them. Coincidentally, I've got them. I've got them in all the major nations, folks. <laughs> fight the new world order where do these commandos yeah I, I don't know if you heard the, the interview with Jose Barrera on, the, uh, on the Jan Irving's podcast but the, he refers to, to flags as uh, you know this symbolic uh, 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 means uh, and he calls them rags on sticks and I think that's uh, really what they are it's like uh, there are uh, 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 really, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sacred, uh, uh, um, you know, they are ritualistic, very, very ritualistic. As you say, it's uh, incredible to 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 know that you're worshiping these uh, pieces of cloth. Yeah, and oh, did we already mention that it was three twenty three two two the date? Uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, the skull and bones. Skull and bones. Yeah, 322, and 11 days after the anniversary of the uh, uh, the uh, tsunami in Japan. I don't know if that has any relevance, but uh, then there's um, it, it, it was only it was only a couple of days after the um, or I guess a week a week after the end of the Ides of March. Something always happens around the Ides of March, right? Oh, right. Yeah, that's another good one. Ides of March is, uh, yeah, a, a day that, or it's it's some kind of uh, occult day of reckoning or something where these well, events kind of swirl around if, it. If, if you go from March 11th to September 11th, that's exactly six months apart. And then the Ides of March, and they have an Ides of September too. So bad stuff yeah. happens. And then what is uh, Dvorak? Call the six month cycle or something like that. It's like the six six month. Yeah, I did, I did. I didn't. I, I didn't know you. You uh, didn't listen to uh, No Agenda anymore. That's well, when I, was talking I just about took that. a break from it because it's too much political talk. But yeah, sometimes it's still. Yeah, obviously they're full of bulls. 
that's for sure. But oh, uh, on that play, stuff, yeah, for sure. They play some. They play some funny clips. Uh, Andreas, what? Um, so, have you watched the? Have you like? Do you watch the mainstream news at all over there? I listen to the news on the radio uh, uh, sometimes, so uh, I'm more a listener than a, a viewer. So, uh, uh, and then uh, when something happens, I of course would uh, look at the online newspapers. Uh, 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 but um, well, it's like uh, it's uh, uh, not uh, uh, no longer uh, uh, my greatest interest to follow the 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 the, the mass media. In the sense that it's like uh, uh, um, through all the alternative research uh, that I've been listening to and looked at, it's like it's so evident that uh, uh, it might be a bad idea to 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 indulge too much in uh, in what they want to propagandize us with. Right, I, I totally agree. I, I'm I'm the same way. I don't watch any news or listen to anything. Only only listen to Hostbusters call and afternoon commute. That's it. <laughs> um, no, um, but, uh, but yeah, the, so y- you had mentioned you had mentioned something, uh, interesting in your email to me, uh, which I wanted to, uh, have a little go around about is that in the alternative media, you are going to hear pretty much exactly the same thing in the mainstream media. And what's interesting about that is that I've noticed just being a listener of uh, alternative, quote unquote, alternative media for, I guess, 12, 13 years now, um, that you actually used to see a difference, you know, whatever the, what, you know, however that's manipulated or controlled. um, Now you're seeing them more and more, uh, you know, a line, I'm sure like there's plenty of alternative uh, media sources that would say that, you know, Le Pen is a good thing. And, um, uh, you know, uh, far, far right wing stuff, um, is all, is all fine and dandy and wonderful. And, uh, Donald Trump is good. And, and, uh, so you see less, Stuff like that, and so when you when you get the alternative media spin on it, it's that there are real Muslims doing real terror, but the West is funding it to foment change, right? Exactly. You never, you never ever. It, it's it's very rarely even considered, right? And you know, I think Chris Chris has gotten a couple of interviews um, by you know other. Uh, alternative media people, but I mean, only a couple will even entertain the idea that events are fake, that there is no real terror. There aren't any Muslims doing it. Not that there aren't Muslims who don't like people, not that, you know, but there are Muslims who don't like people just like there are Christians who don't like people. They're just like there's, you know, uh, people in Uganda who worship uh, you know, some tribal God who don't like other people. Um, and that this is being done, uh, but not really being done at all. It's, it's, it's not even synthetic terror. It's outright, totally fake terror that doesn't even really exist at all in reality. Well, what is even the definition of terrorism? I mean, does that even have any kind of a clear definition? Because, okay, let's, let's say, if you can, if you conduct an act of war, 
let's say we're at, we're, let's we're at war with Afghanistan, and the Afghani's come into, uh, aren't they penetrating the uh, borders, coming in and striking at, um, let's say the uh, a sports stadium or something with bazookas, or or military armaments, traditional military armaments. I mean, that's how, and then that's terror. But, you know, I guess because it's um, directed at civilians. But then, you know, um, United States, I was just listening to um, audio earlier about World War II and about the um, terror campaigns that were conducted by the United States in, in uh, like, Pol- Poland and Dresden. And uh, I think there was an invasion of uh, Poland by the United States or it's stuff that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get mentioned with the, in, in, uh, United States history. Um, yeah, I could be wrong about Poland, I, it, but you know, terror campaigns conducted by the allies against, you know, different like European nations and stuff. And, yeah, and, R- Russia, and Russia, Russia did terror campaigns to liberate Germany. It, that too. And then, so is it, if now, if they're using unconventional bombs and stuff like that, then it then it falls under the category of terror. And I, I, I see it, what what is the definition of terror? I mean, there is no definition of terror, so it's no, it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's an elastic term, just like freedom and democracy and fascism and uh, nationalism and traditionalism and all that stuff. It's all it's all elastic term. I mean. Um, I can't. I was trying to think of it, and that particular book is buried in the back of my bookcase. But there is a George uh, Orwell uh, essay that I read, you know, many years ago uh, in his book of essays, where he actually talks about that specifically, uh, saying how terms are elastic, how you could that. That people, that people at that particular time when he was writing it, they were saying that fascism was basically anybody in the uniform with a gun. That was, that was like fascism, right? Right. Even though fascism has a specific meaning with a specific thing that it's referring to, by this by that time, because of the of the war and all that. Fascism just basically meant if you were a jackboot thug with a gun, you were a fascist. And um, then freedom was also an elastic term where the freedom that you have today is not as free as the freedom that you had before, but it's still freedom. Right. Yeah. Freedom where you have to go get permission from the government to go catch fish or, I mean, and stuff like that. But But it's still freedom. It's still freedom. You have to have a permit to walk outside because... If, if a police officer asks you for your ID, most people don't have a problem with producing it. And as a matter of fact, they under the perception that it is mandatory under law to do so. So it is a de facto and, law that you have to have a permit to go and, outside, but you're still free. Right. And, and uh, Andreas can speak to that, too, because see, in France, they have a different kind of freedom. Their freedom is similar to the United States, but it's a little bit different. You, and, and they're always France is always free, too. Yeah, um, 
I was just looking at the word terrorism, and it's it's supposed in French at least. It comes from the French Revolution uh, in 1794. Uh, so it was uh, 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 the blood drinkers and the the uh, Robespierreists and all those people that were called the the, the terrorists then. So it's like uh, oh, so, uh, so Freemasons invented uh, terrorism exactly, too. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like I guess uh, in many people's uh, research, it seems to to show that uh, 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 the French Revolution might have been one of the first, uh, uh, you know, uh, really successful events uh, 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 made by the the, uh, the Freemasonry uh, uh, lodges. Then, so it's like. Uh, I guess that would be uh, uh, um, worthwhile of uh, mentioning the fact that uh, the the term it comes from the French Revolution and the the, the Freemason organizations they might have uh, become very powerful through that uh, uh, event as well. I would tend to agree. Yeah, absolutely. The um, which. Which uh, Chris has postulated, and I tend to uh, entertain the idea that the beheadings at the French Revolution were fake because Madame Tussaud was in the um, king's court making wax figures of everybody. Yeah. I actually posted a, 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 a small note on that on Fakeologist in the sense that um, as as we see that magic is very important tricks to to be used in uh, uh, you know manipulating uh, mass uh, 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 mind uh, uh, one of the uh, the older tricks was actually to be able to behead somebody uh, uh, as a magic trick and uh, it's very possible to do that in exactly that kind of fashion that they did in France with the the the, the staging and the, the 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 elevated you know stage for the the the, the guillotine which they invented for the the event. But if you see in magic tricks uh, still today, they always do the guillotine. Why? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's, that's good. true. They, they even they even use it now. Like they'll use well, they they won't behead somebody, but they'll use it on body parts. Like like they'll have a fake guillotine that chops off somebody's arm. And then they pull it back, and then they put the arm back. Exactly, and yeah. it's a guillotine. It's the same. It's the same technique. It's the same. It's interesting. So yeah, well, you know, you know so- another thing that's interesting. One of the very first uh, things put on film by Thomas Edison. Uh, I don't think he necessarily invented motion pictures, but he um, he advanced the motion pictures through his his inventions or his you know tweaking of it. And one of the very first films that he made was uh, the beheading of Mary Queen of Scots, where they use like a cut edit, and so they got a guy standing over with a with like a broadsword, and then you see the broadsword come down, and there's a cut edit, and then you see the head fall into the basket. So that's interesting that they picked of all the subjects to pick, he picks that. Literally a cut edit. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then um, you see that same uh, technique employed today in the fake beheadings uh, of uh, ISIS. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, it use, was they still Marie, use cut edits. It was Marie Antoinette that was beheaded in France too in the Revolution. So it's another Marie. Right, right. Yeah, 
and um, probably a fake King, and King Louis the Sixteenth. You know his his uh, powdered wig fell off <laughs> when he got his head, and then the. Uh, but luck, luckily, luckily, um, well, they kept the Thomas brother. Jefferson. Luckily, Thomas Jefferson still had his to. He had his powdered wig. He maybe have used super glue. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the, uh, obviously, we can sit around and speculate whether the uh, those were real or not. But once again, you have a a big event, and. And it's a it's a big spectacle, and especially at that time period. You know, um, I wanted to ask you this because uh, you just brought, when you brought up the French Revolution. Um, so the, the story goes that the Illuminati overthrew the royalty, the existing royalty, um, unbeknownst to the uh, to the royalty itself. They weren't, you know, those wily. Illuminist, and some some people say that the you know the Illuminati is all Jewish and Khazar, those wily Jews overthrew the royalty and took took it all over. And ever since then, it's it's all been downhill from there, right? Um, and I would tend to think that that the royalty just basically kind of took a back seat, but those families just kind of took a back seat and said, okay we don't want the possibility of people getting to, you know, uppity and wanting to overthrow this particular system that we've got going on. Why don't we just shift it to something else and get rid of the royalty and make it look like the royalty, you know, you got the French revolution, you've got the American revolution and we'll shift it over into this other phase. And then later on, we'll do something different. We'll get rid of that too. We'll make that look bad as well. And then we'll just bring in a new thing. What do you think about that? Well, it's um, uh, it's uh, how do you say uh, 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 it's the same game, and I think uh, 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 what probably happened, as you say, is like uh, they uh, they uh, substituted the the main actor for a troop of actors, and they called that troop of actors politicians, you know. And uh, I think it's quite kind of uh, happens in the same time where. Uh, in uh, like uh, social studies, they uh, uh, actually understand that it's not a good idea that the people can uh, uh, identify and locate where the power is. So it's like by um, by spreading out the power in some system that's m- much more uh, vague, like a, politi- a polit- political system. It's like it's so much more difficult to attack anybody. You know, who are you going to attack? There's no king anymore. There's no powerful p- people. It's like uh, who are you going to kill? The state. The state is not existing, you know. So it's a it's a it's a very good diversion, and I think, uh, as you say, John, it's like nothing changed from before the the kings and the queens. Uh, people hasn't been, you know, they weren't uh, 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 that well uh, uh, off before, and they weren't that well off after. So I think it's uh it's more of the same, uh, and it's uh, just uh, changing the, the 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 structure. And I think the new structure they introduced with the revolution was the political system and a democracy. I think that was the big news here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think what um, what well, what ended up happening is that it, it was just layers of uh, bureaucracy, layers of uh, of 
actors, basically, are actor. I, I see politicians as actors myself. I, I don't see them as actually having real control or power. I mean, they couldn't. I mean, if you were to stop and think about like how in especially a, uh, a, a capitalist society where people have, you know, a lot of at stake w- with, you know, policy changes and, and that sort of thing, that they would leave that up for people to, you know, vote uh, somebody in that could jeopardize their wealth and all that, 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 that would absolutely no way that could be permitted, you know? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I, for, it's I forgot that the, I forgot that, I'm sorry. Um, I, for, I forgot that the uh, French Revolution was called the reign of terror. Exactly. Hey, thanks for ringing me on. Uh, who's calling this? Uh, is this um, monosodium? This is monosodium. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get a hold of you and uh, about um, you know to talk about what happened there with um, you know. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I, I and uh, I've you know I've been busy doing calls and stuff and it it uh yeah Jawering uh Robert uh passed away. I've been trying to get a hold of his this uh, his friend here and you know to get some more information on that. And yeah, I'm glad you called. Uh, we were talking about um the 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 thing the the bombing in Brussels and all that. And uh, I don't know if you've been following that too. Uh, no, not just I've been hearing stuff from coworkers. That's all. Yeah. I, uh, um, well, kind of general talk about the whole system and how it operates and all that too. Uh, so you haven't been doing many uh, audios or anything recently. I, uh, I, I try to catch some of uh Dave shows from time to time, but uh, yeah, I got so many podcasts yeah. and stuff that I listen to that I start to keep track of everything. But yeah, uh, Robert was uh, was very instrumental in getting me to just to go on and uh, talk talk about anything. So uh, since he's been gone, I've I've been thinking about stuff, but I haven't. I don't. I haven't. This is the first time I've gone on anything. <laughs> So, uh, you, you know what happened to Robert or, uh, I don't know exactly what happened to him. Um, but, uh, I do know that, um, he's not with us anymore. I mean, I went to his funeral, um, and, uh, and, you know, they said it was pneumonia. His dad was basically bringing him spaghetti because he had, his, he had called his dad and said that he wasn't feeling well. He thought he had pneumonia. And uh, so his dad went over there and he said that uh, he could hear Robert inside uh, gasping for air and, and he couldn't get to the door, I guess. And he said he thought the manager to get the door open, but the manager took like 15 minutes 
to open the door and said when he went in, Robert was already dead. Oh wow! And so he could have he could have been if he would have got medical medical attention he could have probably been uh, saved, but he they couldn't what they couldn't get the dang door open or cow. I didn't. Uh, his parents were really, really, really nice. Like you're, I mean, by the book, Christian. And uh-huh. uh, I had went to their Thanksgiving uh, just just recently, the last one, and that was the first. Uh, well, I've met him a few times before, just like getting out of the airport when we got off the job or something. Uh, but that was the first time I actually really met him. So I. I they they were uh, they were kind enough to let me come to the funeral and go to their house afterwards. I didn't really talk with them afterwards. Uh, I didn't really want to press the issue and really what exactly happened. I you know I talked to his dad and that's you know that's the story that his dad gave me. Hey uh. Cade, it's John. Yeah. Hey, John. How's it going, man? I, I just wanted to say hello because I, I actually have to go. I've got my uh, family waiting for me here, so I just wanted to uh, sign off, and I'll uh, talk to all you guys later. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks. Uh, all right. Good one, man. All right. See, uh, see you later, Andres. Uh, let's uh, let's do a gastronom- uh, gastronomy talk uh, like in a week or two. That's good. I'll bring my molecules. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later, guys. Okay. Take later. care, man. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Uh, Why? Well, you know, we had, yeah, we covered quite a bit there on the, on the Brussels thing that, you know, I mean, there's uh, just all the kind of same down the line things, you know, that we've seen before. Uh, we got the drill that was going on and within a matter of weeks from this so-called event. We got the, the, the crisis actors appearing like crisis actors. We got the people to place to multiple terror victims and multiple terror attacks on scene. And uh, yeah, it's just standard, standard for this kind of thing and, and indications of uh, pre preparation. The only thing, uh, to my knowledge that hasn't been brought out yet is something that came out uh, potentially in the media, either on a a television show or a movie or something like that, that foreshadowed uh, something of a similar scenario that was due to be released within days or weeks or, you know, uh, something like that. So I, if it's following the same pattern, there's most likely something out there along that lines uh so yeah it's uh another uh you know so-called event and seeing the same exact patterns emerge and uh just uh yeah it it, it it's just an ongoing regular part of existence in the modern day now 
Yeah, it seems uh, uh, to me that uh, they are targeting uh, like uh, France and the French uh, part of Europe, uh, uh, probably to 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 um, you know uh, uh, get on top of the the, the uh, critics against uh, their uh, future uh, invasions in uh, uh, Middle uh, East. You know, so France has been a very you know big uh, defender of uh, some of the countries there, but when they are attacking France and Belgium and stuff like that in this way is like uh, 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 they are just gonna they're not gonna be much uh, you know to to critique uh, many countries left to critique what's going to be decided in the UN or whatever to uh, regarding uh, the the actions to come then right right uh okay you, you, can you hang out with us for a bit or yeah definitely I'm, okay I'm, I'm just getting off work here oh, okay cool Probably man on the way home so we can continue the afternoon yeah. <laughs> all right good deal man um the uh, the thing about it too i've heard that uh has something to do with the uh, donald trump i think he what he supposedly made a prediction that this was going to happen of sorts and maybe too, this something has to do with um, preparations for, you know, potentially him being president, like was for foretold in the Simpsons episode. What from like sixteen <laughs> years ago? <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, there's that. And uh, yeah, did you see the one where he's uh, out among a crowd of people in a mall, and a lady drops a sign? And there was a, I think there was a different Simpsons episode featuring Trump that had the identical scenario down to the detail of the framing of the shot and everything that supposedly wow. happened in real life. Yeah. Yeah. This stuff is all completely stage managed. There is no election. There is no real election. There can't, there can't possibly be real but, but- elections. But it seems to be this kind of a agenda to to sell uh, 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 the 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 population some hope. You know, it seems like uh, uh, it was Ron Paul, then it was uh, you know Obama, and now it's like uh, uh, Donald here. But it's like uh, it it seems so weird to to see that fake guy, you know, being representing hope. You know, and I, I see it in alternative media as you had the as you talked about with Paul and Nicole uh, 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 the other day, uh, Chris. It's like he's being like sold in the alternative right wing media as like uh, the 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 possible uh, answer to a lot of questions. <laughs> I, I know it just it it. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the whole idea of being in some, what do they call it, a democracy or a republic or a represented, uh, representational democracy or whatever you want to call it. I mean, the, the, the actual premise that the idea is based on is, is pretty absurd when you stop and think about it for just a minute. Uh, you know, you have these people that are going to be designated to make decisions for what the whole country or entire region or entire population. And, um, yeah, you never meet these people. You don't, uh, know anything really about them. Uh, it's always kind of, it, it, and it, it also too is sort of, uh, an accepted part of it that 
as a as part of the political process, you're going to tell people things that they want to hear in order to get elected. And I mean, wh- how could it not be more obvious of a sham than that? And uh, you've even had people in the Senate uh, come out and say, um, oh, yeah, we don't read the bills before we sign them. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you don't read the bills. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, who said that? Uh, was it Nancy Pelosi? It was somebody. Oh, we don't read these bills before we sign them. We, we you know, but <laughs> what do they do then? Well, they're actors and they, uh, they position themselves in, in front of the, from the front of the public and they, and they do talking points. And I think the Supreme court justices are a group of like creative writers that write these briefs and stuff like that. They, they're not, they're not making decisions. They're just putting things down on paper in, in sort of, uh, uh, words of art that have uh, an appeal and to people, and then it gives them the perception that, uh, yeah, the this is the a process that's valid, and this is how you know we you know uh, our our society is structured and ordered, and this is how things work, and uh, it's all done through this process. But there's no validity to the process. There's no underlying premise to any of it that actually makes any real sense. I agree. Yeah. So like none of this is a, um, a, a, a symptom or a byproduct of somebody getting in and hijacking the system or taking it over like the elite Jews or whatever like that. That's just nonsensical. It's like always has been. And like uh, you said, Andreas is there's no difference between, what we have now and then what we had under uh, a king or a, or an oligarchy, a direct um, open out in the air oligarchy, then we do, you know, it's, there's really no substantial uh, quantitative difference whatsoever. Exactly. The only people that actually think it's different, it's the, 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 the general public because it's supposed or they, uh, the, one of the conditions for this system to continue is that, that the, the general population is clueless about it and always has this false hope about some profit or something that's going to change everything. So it's like a, a president is just that. It's, it's like uh, the same representation of something uh, – uh, that's outside of ourselves that's going to uh, actually do something. And that actually means that we delegate all our powers to somebody else and then we, can't, we don't do anything. Uh, and that is the situation they want to have us in because then we are not depending on ourselves anymore. And that's how the world is run, I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, people are just sold ideas. You know, I was uh, kind of fascinated with one today with uh, the idea that... Uh, uh, I forgot now, but the idea that, um, oh yeah, you know, oh, don't take life so seriously. You know, why are you being so serious? You'll hear people say that all the time. And well, if you, if, uh, anything, if you want anything good to happen, you're going to have to get serious. You can't just be joking around, you know, just messing around things don't get done that way, you know? So I don't think these guys mess around. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really not a joke. It's a serious thing. Um, th- this hoax events and stuff like that. And yeah, it's for a, a deliberate agenda and purpose. And it, it doesn't work out well for people as a whole. You know, why, why keep people in a state of perpetual unease and fear? It's not a good thing. Just uh, just that fact alone. I mean, people, it stresses people out. And then that's on top of the work-related stress and everything that, you know, just daily life that people have to undergo. And then, then there's all this on top of it. So I think it's good to talk about it and it's good to expose it for what it is because that is going to, well, at least it has for me, it's, it, it's, 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 uh, relieve that, uh, that stress of thinking that, Oh yeah, the world has gone completely, uh, you know, bonkers, but you know, it, it is bonkers, but not on the same kind of level that we're being told where it's like, yeah, crazies and terrorists are everywhere. And you can't even go to the darn store or anything without getting blowed up. Like (laughs) (laughs) that's what we're supposed to think. And people start to think that too. You know, they start you start to see it kind of creeping into daily life, where you see people kind of uh, looking at other people uh, askance, and they, if you look kind of maybe out of the ordinary, or maybe you kind of look a little Muslim or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's going to worry people, and it's going to, or you know, if uh, you, you get diagnosed with some kind of mental thing, like I have, you know, it's like. I, I haven't really experienced, you know, like any kind of uh, a lot of a lot of things dealing with that as far as like being prejudicial toward me or anything. I'm not even saying that really so much because you know you don't I don't have, I don't walk I don't walk around with a damn label or tattoo saying that <laughs> anything about that. But it 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 the the sentiment is out there though. And you can kind of pick up on it. it. It's just like this kind of undercurrent of unease. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's sort of a real abrasive effect on society. Just, just that fact alone. Yeah, it's it's like when you look back in time, it's like uh, when you as you often cite the 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 first uh, steam uh, uh, press uh, newspaper, uh, you know they sold uh, uh, creatures on the moon. So it's like it's nothing new that they want to shock us and uh, to to have us in that state of uh, of uh, emotional stress and also to delegate uh, our own powers to to them. And uh, I think it's a it's a it's a way of uh, 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 that's how they actually rule us and. Uh, I think that most of the alternative media, it's uh, they're also ruled by the same kind of uh, uh, feelings when when they believe all this is real, you know. So it's like uh, I think it's we are some of the few that uh, actually have uh, uh, understood that uh, we can escape this stress and that uh, what's actually uh, you know they want to achieve is to to put this stress on us and have us to delegate our powers into. To, to other entities, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a big part of it. So it's much more, uh, 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 you know, uh, um, like uh, some kind of uh, 
uh, magical science they have of uh, of uh, mass populations that they are actually you know carrying out all the time uh, with uh, us being uh, uh, you know unknowns uh, uh, about it. You know, we 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 can see the signs, but we 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 can't really understand how it really works. Uh, 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 at least the 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 large part of uh, 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 even the alternative media, you know, they they cannot seem to get what they are after. You know, uh, they even uh, they, they either think that this has to do with geopolitics. You know, if the the, the politicians they are all. Uh, in it uh, uh, with the same affiliation with the the, the 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 Freemasonry and all the other interest groups. I mean, it, that's also you know uh, um, acting. You know, so it's like uh, it's very hard to 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 understand at what point this is only you know a theater somehow. Yeah, it's difficult to communicate that to other people too because uh, you know we're generally so conditioned and that article i posted uh it was it's been a maybe about a week ago about uh the movie independence day and and semiotics and and the semiotic forms in that film and how they relate to 9-11 and the guy who wrote it's not even uh, any kind of a conspiracy theorist so to speak or anything like that he's just pointing out all the parallels and what uh what's going on there and you know i've talked about this a lot before is that um what what you see is that you know this thing is that people take as entertainment it's not entertainment it's 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 training it's training you to think and in, in, in a certain way and to react in a certain way I think it's important to understand that it, 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 people are, are preconditioned to react in a certain predefined way. And I think that's, and that's by way of this uh, uh, predictive programming or, or whatever you want to call it, where, you know, people are conditioned through films and they sort of, sh- it shapes their worldview. And then, when uh, something is carried out and then it's presented as being real life and in actuality, it's, it's a, it's another form of theater. Then, then also too, you have this kind of blurring of the lines between, Oh, what's real? What is staged? What is hoax? What is fake? Uh, And that has an effect on people's psychological makeup, I think too, where it's like, Oh, well, so you're saying, well, everything is fake. Well, no, it's it's not everything is fake, but we're talking about one one particular sphere, which is the you know geopolitical sphere or whatever you want to call it, or those that identify themselves as as government, those that are actually in charge of that uh, fictional apparatus there, and what uh, and, and the nature of that. And that's what it affects. It doesn't affect, you know, how long it takes your coffee to get cool or anything like that. It doesn't affect reality other than the fake reality. You see what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't, I, I don't really understand the whole comeback with this where people say, well, you think everything is fake. Well, I'm not saying everything is fake. I don't think there's 
like a rabbit out there in the yard. I don't think it's a fake rabbit. I really don't think it's, I think it's a real rabbit. Uh, yeah. I think it's really springtime right now. That's probably why rabbits are coming out. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a, it's a hologram or anything. But the rabbit leaves behind it at a rabbit hole, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, I think you're right. You know, when you're saying that uh, that you're pre-programmed to act a certain way, and I think that's a, that's just another one of them. Is everybody just replying with your your diligent research? They're just going to reply with, "Oh well, you just think everything's fake," because they're so because we have been so dumbed down as a people, you know, to the point where we don't we don't read anything anymore. We don't listen to anything anymore. We just watch it. And there's so many blinking images per second that your mind is just, is just on, uh, uh, it, it's running hot because, you know, because you're trying to process all of those, all those images and everything. And throughout all the, you know, the, uh, the propaganda that they're feeding down every single tube, possible every even while you're driving this doesn't matter you know even if you have everything turned off you're still not going to escape the billboard you know uh driving behind one the other day you know does, is this child walking does that matter to you you know visit this website and then up the road is a mazda billboard uh driving matters <laughs> you know uh know what really matters in life you know i think when you really when you really do slow it down you turn it all off uh, i've found that uh it all connects back to where you came from and i believe that's god and there's nothing more uh more sensible than that and the only thing that could save us uh would be jesus dying on the cross for our our wickedness uh, yeah, I mean, you look around. There's nobody. There's nobody against any of the changes that you see. You know, really, they're just. We talk about it. Now, a lot of people do talk about it. Um, that's it. You know, they don't have to talk. You know, and then I don't know. You really can't really get too much further than a couple, couple sentences before it starts to get real serious and people get real temperamental and and nervous like I am getting right now because I'm still like going through the the uh, deprogramming you know it's uh, an everyday occurrence this stuff Just try to you know trying to fight it off but you know I, really all I've, I've found is that you, all I can do is really pray and uh, well I mean not all I can do but definitely that's a I think that's a big part of it I think that's one thing they don't really want you doing yeah yeah i think it's important um yeah if there's nothing beyond any of this like what's the point what's the point even talking about anything just you know why not just go out and get get drunk or something like that and just have a good time and just yeah not even worry about anything and but uh yeah i think there's but see i think there's uh you know god's law is the is also the law of nature and like i've 
brought out that quote uh, the other the other night on the call that in nature that nature doesn't have laws; it has consequences. And all this stuff has consequences in our lives, you know, and how we're shaped and molded to think. And it's not just with these events. It's like in, throughout the system in its entirety with uh, all, all kinds of things, you know, to, to make us want to, oh, you know, purchase things that we don't really need or get into debt and get get caught up in the in the whole rat race and the whole uh, thing about trying to get up a, a, a level and status somehow and really f- focus in intently on that kind of thing and then yeah i think when people do that they just miss out on life you know they're going to miss out on life through all these distractions and diversions and yeah i think that's it, it's it's important to have an understanding because once you understand the the system is fraudulent, then you can't cling to it anymore. You can't put faith in it. You can't put trust in it. You can't put any hope in it. And in yeah, well, yeah, the Bible talks about that as woe and woe unto him who puts his trust in man. So you you. <laughs> You're in bad shape if you're putting your trust in man. If people, people are in a bad way who put their trust in like a Donald Trump or something like that. They're just they're at a they're at a really they're really in a bad way, and it it and I think it has more to do with a psycho spiritual uh, uh, condition that is a, a it's a symptom of illness that. A, a well, uh, somebody who's who's uh, better or well that wouldn't 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 uh, it wouldn't appeal to them. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's some kind of uh, pacifier for for people to uh, kind of latch onto and 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 uh, be be uh, sort of temporarily uh, um, at ease just by just by having this you know presentation happen like oh yeah well you know we'll get this guy in there and things will change well no people shouldn't be putting any energy towards that i think if there was any kind of a goal and maybe doing this kind of stuff you know talking about it and putting audios out there is i think what would be a great start with people stop voting and and (laughs) and at least stop doing that it always would say like drop out of the system but it's like that's so extremely difficult to do i i haven't done it but yeah just not give your energy to it at least not give your thought energy to it or your or your assent your intellectual assent to this stuff and i think that's it's important no matter what it if it doesn't radically change your life or conditions at least you're not giving your mental assent to it you see what i mean yep yeah, but when when we talk about like uh, the, the the meaning of things and why things are done, it's like um, the more uh, I uh, uh, learn about uh, 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 how things are really manipulated, it makes me also question. On their level, it seems like uh, if they still have to do this kind of stuff, I mean, how interesting is it to to know all that they know? You know, it doesn't seem like there is so much more they do with their knowledge, you know, than to to dominate us, which is really a small feat, really, uh, uh, considering their means and 
and and and might then. So it's like uh, when we talk about the meaning of things, it seems like those above us doesn't have much more meaning than to govern us. <laughs> yeah, and then you see these little tricks they always fall back on, and all of this stuff, and it and and it sort of, well, for me anyway, it 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 dissolves their uh, projection of this power and might. It's like, oh, these are just parlor tricks, scams, actors, just bullcrap and shenanigans that that is is not worthy of any kind of real respect or 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 to f- fear. It's just like, oh, it's just trivia. It's just yeah. Exactly. I mean, if they were going to 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 Mars and you know build colonies without us knowing it, I mean, it would seem like it would be worth something to be in their position. But seeing that they're not going into space and they are just contenting themselves with ruling us and have done so for a long, long time, I mean, it just seems uh, very, as you say in French, uh, banal. It, it seems a very you know uh, straightforward. Doesn't seem very intriguing nor challenging. No, it doesn't. It just seems uh, banal on on that level. It's just kind of well, they what's that uh, banality of evil, where it it when you expose it, and that's why these people don't want to be exposed because once they're exposed to the light, then you see how petty and trivial and and absurd that they are. That's I think that's the core of evil it's just this it's really sort of weak and 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 pitiable pitiful and 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 pathetic at least uh uh their action does not uh uh uh, you know remind uh, uh, me at least of uh of people leading uh, very very meaningful lives you know when you see that uh uh, they are mostly interested in in uh, manipulating people and uh, usurping their uh, good faith. You know, it's like uh, not so much uh, worthwhile in that kind of a uh, 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 behavior. And uh, but w- as you talked a little bit about uh, uh, the, the uh, God and what's uh, superhuman, etc. Uh, um, uh, when we talked about uh, uh, evolution before, it's like. Uh, Without evolution, if evolution doesn't fit, it's like uh, then we do, uh, you know, we are in a situation where we don't at all know where things comes come from, you know. Yeah, that, I, I think. Well, that's why I hammer on that a lot because it's sort of the underpinning to the uh, notion of guided evolution, and I think that has a lot to do with the way people at the um, at the upper levels of management think they think they're guiding evolution and this is uh, perfecting which was left unperfected I think that's the term they use out there and it's just this idea that well everything came out of nothing for no reason and uh, we evolved out of the primordial stew you know, 4.5 billion years ago. Uh, and then there's no purpose or reason or, or, or plan behind anything. So we have to plan it. We have to direct it. We have to pr- 
perfect humanity. We have to put implanted chips into people so that they be uh, good servants so that those that are uh, aware and at the top and at the helm, they can be uh, free to uh, pursue their journey to godhood because there is no god, so they need to be god. And I think that's kind of the actual narrative that's being played out. Yeah, I think that's where the uh, the idea of being open-minded comes from, or is from those guys. Like, I really don't, I don't get it. You know, why be open-minded? Like you were saying earlier, don't give them any uh, any mental. Don't don't let it don't let it uh, fill up your your brain uh, power. You know, stay stay closed-minded. You know, like don't. Don't let it in. Because <laughs> usually most of the shit that's out there is uh, is pretty uh, it's pretty wrong. Just say that. You know, so there's not really too much more than it, to me. It seems pretty simple. You know, we, you know, my dad came from his dad, and then his dad came from. His dad, and so who's the ultimate dad? There's got to be an ultimate dad somewhere. Yeah, I agree. There's got to be <laughs> the first of the kind. But that's evolutionary somehow. It's like then it's uh, some kind of progression. What if there isn't any progression? I, we can't see the progression. We cannot see the 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 interspecies. We cannot. Uh, they're just there, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, people really, take it on faith. Not even really that it happened. Not even really evolving. I'm just saying, you know, where do I come from? You know, my dad. So logically, I'd have to think that he would come from another dad. Not that he has to be smarter or anything. All that really has to happen. I mean, the woman doesn't even have to have an orgasm. You know, it's just the guy just got to go, ugh. (laughs) And there, there, you know, I mean, really, Robert taught me that one early on, man. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really pretty sure that's how we all got here. <laughs> you know, but, but the it's, thing is, like, where did that first guy very, come from? You know? The very beginning one, you know, probably a lot more uh, than just that. Uh, yeah. yeah, something, something besides that it had to be, and. <laughs> but, yeah, but then it, we get back to evolution if we say that there's something else before. The first, then something has have, have, has to be evolved to become what it is. You know, it's kind of a very uh, uh, difficult. But at some at some point, either things change or they don't. If they don't, it has been the same for all uh, uh, as as long as anything can be remembered for. There's always been a dad before your dad and before his dad. You know, it's like uh, that. It has n- never been different. So there's no beginning. Yeah, because if it was I different, I mean, he I must have only, come from something else or something, you know. In my family tree, I can only go back a couple dads, and then no one knows what the heck happened. I guess, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, it's been a good discussion. We're about two hours into it here, so uh, yeah, I. 
Um, yeah, thank you guys for coming on and doing this. And yeah, thanks, Kate, for uh, giving me uh, uh, some more information about about what happened to Robert. I was wondering about it. Uh, you now we uh, did a did a call when I found out and talked about talked about Robert and yeah I, um, yeah I met you guys out there in San Diego and you, and you guys took me out to dinner and that was really cool and I appreciate that and and I got to know Robert a little bit and met him twice actually I'd met him once before that and um, I just got the impression that you know he's just a really just easygoing uh, friendly nice guy that you know just just a regular nice guy man you know just and 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 sharp and uh, uh you know just yeah it's just, when i heard of that he that he passed away i was just yeah you know, of course it's going to be a, sh a shock but uh yeah, yeah i know you miss your friend and that's it uh, and I, I had a good friend that died uh 2011 it was just man it just makes you sick at heart for a while or you're just like wow that's just and then the transitory nature of life too it comes to the forefront you know yeah, and, yeah i mean uh, he was uh he was 43 years old 43 yeah and uh i'm 29 so uh just by age, I mean, he, he taught me uh, a lot uh, about life, and uh, it was crazy that night that I I, uh, I looked up your call on Talkshoe. Uh, that night, on the way home, I called Dave. I had Dave's number, and I called him, and he didn't answer, and because uh, I had... I had I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I know I wanted to talk to you. I didn't have your number uh, to let you know because, you know, we met you and <clears throat> hadn't met Dave. So I was kind of hesitant on telling Dave. Um, I don't know, for wh whatever reason. I just, I, was, I actually called him that night and he did the show about Robert and uh, I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, just another cool thing about Robert was uh, he, uh, when we were in Alabama, on, on, on the way back, he's all, yeah, just, I'm just going to throw this <laughs> stuff away. You just have it. You know, this stereo system that he bought, it was like a Logitech computer uh, speaker system that had like the subwoofer and a couple speakers, you know, because he liked to have good sound wherever he was at. Uh -huh. And uh, he let me have those and of course, he let me have a ton of other shit that is pointless to say. But when I went to turn on those speakers um, after he died, I wasn't even thinking that he actually gave me those speakers. And I went to, I told him, man, I went to turn on the podcast and they were dead. Like, literally, there was no, I plugged it into a good power source, I all the, the wires, everything, you know. It, just, it was just dead. And then, uh, and then, like days later, I just turn it on again, and, and it, uh, it the light comes on, and and like weird sounds come, like we're coming out of it, 
like a just like like white noise, but kind of small. I reported it, recorded some of it. Kind of interesting sounds, but um, hmm. uh, yeah, uh-huh. just every single day, like every, it doesn't matter what it is, and I I pretty much think about that guy uh, a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah for <clears throat> that's it's pretty young to die you know um actually i think my friend derek he was about that age too he uh yeah he died in a gunshot accident and uh yeah that's yeah it's uh yeah, that's really sad, but uh Yeah, I mean there's a there's a ton of stuff on the internet that uh, I've been like finding like of Robert that I didn't even know that he did. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to check out his YouTube channel, um S L I K K W O N Slick One and uh You'll see uh, the legendary animal series with his dog, Jules. Uh, yeah, can you say that one more time? I want to take it down. It's S-L. F-L. I. I. K-K. K-K. W-O-N. Okay. Put that in the notes. Check that out. Yeah, there's just uh, a... Yeah, I, I never even was able to watch all the videos that you put on there. But, uh, we were friends. And we became friends. He had, he had posted, actually, like uh, a couple videos on there of the last job that we did together. He had always told me that I'd be a supervisor. Sure enough, the last job that we did, I became the supervisor on this job, and, and Robert was my lead technician. And so he had gone in there and made a, made a video of uh, this emergency escape hatch, he called it. Uh, there's, a, there's a building in downtown LA, and one of the windows we were able to just open right up, and you could just look outside downtown LA. Uh, yeah, just fun cool. stuff on there. Cool. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. Yeah, it, uh, and then I got a link to to Robert's uh, podcast on my site, oaksworthcall.com. It's over on the side link. Uh, True Lies, True Lies podcast. Yep. And I don't know if you've uh, seen the True Lies reality crash. Um, I think I'm subscribed to that too, yeah. Yeah. The... Uh, with what he did with Dave. Yeah, it was for the, yeah, there was a little bit with Dave and then the call that we did, the, or the, well, just the conversation that we had when we were in uh, San Diego. Not vaccines. Oh yeah. Okay. There went on there that I had a video up where I, we were talking about, uh, Bates method. I think that's on Vimeo or something. Yeah. I, I think it's on the, 
Yeah. Well, hey, man, um, call in uh, on the, you know, Hoaxbusters call on, on Monday night sometime if you, if, you know, when you get a chance. Uh, all the information is on at hoaxbusterscall.com. Okay. It's, it's right there at the top, you know, how to how to log in and everything. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap this call up here. I got to go get something to eat. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm glad you called, man. I'm glad you filled me in on that on and everything. And uh, yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about Robert, man. I just yeah, I know like he was a real good friend of yours. And yeah, he became he became a really he became the best friend that I had. I mean, sorry. yeah, I, I can yeah. I can understand that. He was a, a friendly guy and a nice guy. And yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it's a shame. It, and uh i i came out there right around that time and 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 uh i was just kind of under assumption that um you know if robert was getting in the area because i know you guys go out of town and work and stuff that uh, he would have you know messaged me or something let me know he's going to be around but uh and then i was i was thinking that how should get in contact with robert but there's all kinds of shit going on and I ended up going out of town from out of there going to la going to nam and doing all that and i just got caught up in all that and never got in contact with him but it's like man now you know well yeah i, mean, I thought i thought we were gonna hang out too i, I thought for sure he's gonna actually message you and and everything and that was that was at the same time where we were uh, we just came off or actually yeah what when did you come out it was uh what days was that uh I can't remember dates and stuff. February, February seventh to the three weeks. Oh, it's before then. Think so. Uh, He died. He died on the first. Died on the first. He died on February first. February first. Oh. But yeah, I remember it was just there was a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, yeah. It's just uh, yeah, that's just more reason for other people and us and just to get together more often and and uh, yeah, talk talk about stuff. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't physically hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the meetups and it's yeah, it's it's fun and uh, well, you know, maybe out that way. Uh, you know, if you if you're in the area and got time, you come down and man, we'll hang out and uh, like we did before and chat it up. And if you're if you're able to do that, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. Next time I'll be out there. That the last time I was out there was kind of on a it was kind of a kind of on a whim. It kind of like oh uh, my buddy was like buying a ticket for his son. And he says oh yeah, if you want to come out and go to Nam. Cause I would, I didn't even plan on going to the NAM show, the music merchant thing. And, um, I said, Oh, if you want to go, I can get you a plane ticket. And I said, well, yeah, I guess. And that was like two weeks later I left. So it was kind of just like a, a last minute thing. And, um, it, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's too bad. 
couldn't have got touched. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I um, get out there sometime, maybe the summer, maybe, or uh, maybe not. I don't know. Well, you know, finances and everything. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to do, even though tickets aren't that expensive though. But, uh, yeah, yeah I got it. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I'd have to talk to the grandma and grandpa, but I got a trailer. Van. <laughs> oh, you got a trailer van. Oh yeah. Sweet, or, or, man. No, a tra- uh, fifth wheel trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yo, were y'all talking about that when I was down there last time, right? That you're going to get yeah. that. So you got it now. Yeah. It's just- I just got it. I've only taken out taking it out one. So yeah, maybe you come out this way, man, and uh, meet up somewhere. Or whatever you're traveling through, you're gonna travel around a bit. Well, you got to do that for your job too, right? Uh, well, no, I just have to just get the days off, which is hard, you know. Like cops can take off whatever time they want, you know. Like just, oh yeah, I'm taking these days off. And they take them off. But my job is kind of like when the work's there, you better be there. And if you're not, then it's going to be looked down upon. Right, right. You know, like you have the paid time off. You can take it. It's legal. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to look good when the raises come or, or just a lot of people aren't really full time at what I do. You know, so I'm lucky to, to be in the position I'm at being able to be full time. So. Right, right. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. But definitely anytime you come out here, you know, that'd be really cool to to hang out. You can definitely sleep on my floor if you if, if you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm no stranger to that. I've done it plenty of times. Slept on floors, slept on the ground, slept on rocks, slept on you know, I don't it doesn't bother me. I don't care. I just bring a bring my sleeping pack and yeah, it's all good, man. So uh well, yeah, it's, it's good talking to you, Cade, man, and uh, Andreas. Yeah, I'm here. Good talking to you. Me too. Thanks for inviting me, and uh, and uh, um, yeah, uh, talk to you uh, soon. At least I'm going to listen to to your show. So it's a pleasure to 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 hear all your audios. So um, yeah, and. Um, Hello to Java Ring's friend. I didn't get your name, but uh, uh, yeah, a sad story uh, also. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. I'm, I'm uh, Bono Odian. My real name is Cade. Uh, yeah, nice to meet you, man. Good yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Andres is calling from Paris. Wow. All the way from Paris. And he's coming through loud and clear. Wow. Yeah. Actually coming through clearer than Cade. Cade's only... a uh, hop skip and a jump over but andreas <laughs> is on the other side of the world and it sounds like andreas is i'm talking to him from down the street or something it's crazy how this skype stuff works it's absolutely it's, it's insane <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah you well, probably got a good connection chris and uh, uh i guess uh, uh i have a good connection here too i'm uh, uh connected through ethernet you know so it's like no uh uh no, yeah, uh, you don't have a wireless setup. No, you got, uh, well, you can, I, I could, yeah, but too. I don't. I, I'm I'm uh, plugging in, uh, you know, uh, with the, the the cable because it's so much faster. Yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, better to go straight in, right? It's always well, r- less problems with Skype too. So that yeah, that's the way I do it. 
Uh, hey, you are on on wireless or me? Oh, I'm just on a. I'm driving home right now on the freeway, just on my phone. Oh yeah, you're on a cell phone. That's that's why it sounds. It's still good though. Those satellites there do clear. work well. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, with all this technology, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's still, it still doesn't cease to amaze me how it can. Is it sometimes it works really, really great. Sometimes there's problems, but yeah, it's still amazing that it even works at all. I think, but uh, yeah, and Cage, you're in the business of put wiring, putting in wiring, sound systems, and and uh, uh, uh um for for uh all kinds of different places right audio sound um yeah studios broadcast, broadcast, broadcast studios specifically is anything broadcast really high density and yeah like we we're wiring up a bunch of wireless access points and uh guess what it takes a wire <laughs> to go wireless <laughs> yeah you got to run a wire to yep. the wireless I got to build that wire, got to build the end, you know, so it's not really wireless, you know, or wireless. Cool, man. Yeah. Everybody thinks everything, you know, just comes out of thin air. (laughs) No, it's got to have a, what do they call it? A WAP or wireless access point and all that. I know a little bit about all that stuff because I monkeyed around with it so long over the years working on computers and whatnot, but. You probably yeah. know more about it than I do. I just, I just know how to read the print and plug it in. Oh, you normally don't mess with the internet-related stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really turn any of the. I mean, it's really expensive gear. I don't really turn it on. I mean, we'll plug it in, but I don't. Uh, you know, they got to configure everything. You know, camera one has got to be able to talk to camera two. The director's got to talk to here, talk to there, producer. Everyone's got their own little thing. Kind of little wireless headset thing that clips on the belt and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's really crazy when we talk about this kind of stuff because, you know, Robert and I did, uh, we do see a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot. uh, Just like behind the scenes stuff, you know, where they actually edit everything and do the voiceovers. But usually we just set all that stuff up you know, they upgrade and then we're, and then we're out of there and they got, you know, they start using it while we're there. And then sometimes, you know, they're upgrading with, you know, like a space box is doing an upgrade, you know, they're still a running business. So you're seeing like the news go out and everything. And sometimes seeing like the news reporters or whatever, like what the fuck's really going on here? <laughs> Sorry. Excuse my <laughs> language. Did you w- go up, go on to the uh, studio and say, you know, what the fuck are you guys really doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What's really uh, going on? You know, I talked to the, you know, I talked to the engineers, you know, that work there and everybody, you know, it's just like when you're in the military, you know, everything's so compartmentalized. Everyone's doing what they have, what they have to do to eat their, you know, to get their bread and, and yeah, yeah, like. Well, I worked at a newspaper uh, briefly for about like a year and a half or something like that, and um, so I would, I, you know, was, of course, I, I would send 
news articles and stuff to the publisher all the time. It, it, it was back then. It was like Infowars stuff, a lot of a lot of stuff like that. But uh, and then I would like ask them about it and stuff like that. But then the kind of stuff I would send them would be stuff that got picked up like in a in a Dallas newspaper about like um, the the governor of Texas meeting at Bilderberg. And then like uh, and then the article mentioning that it was that there's actually a law against that. And I said, like, oh, yeah, how come the how can we report on that? And, you know, he would give me some kind of screwball answer or something. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What you're saying is so compartmentalized and everything that, you know, it's just people just go in there and they just go through the motions and do their job. And they don't put a lot of kind of thought into what what kind of product that they're actually producing but uh yeah every every trade has their own attitude that they gotta have you know like uh it's weird like you look around at like people who do security and they all kind of look the same like physically <laughs> uh-huh. i don't know if you've ever i don't know if you've ever noticed that you know yeah, just, I yeah it's you know certain certain uh trades or industries kind of for some reason they you know everybody's has their own talent. Uh, but yeah, but what I'm saying is basically, you know, you have the news reporters and they're all hanging out after work and everything, you know, or even if they do, but if they do, it's just going to be the same little circle of talk. You know, and it's not like they're turning on hoaxbusters because they're not advertising for that on the billboards or, yeah, they have their own organizational culture, you know. So yeah, Hoaxbusters Call wouldn't have any place in that, or any most place else, you know, for that matter. Because it, you know, you have yeah, and that's all over the place. You know, you have just these enclaves of people have their own kind of own organizational culture, and they kind of reinforce each other's ideas, which is kind of like what we do here. But I think <laughs> uh, it. <laughs> I I think it's different and kind of we're analyzing the analysis, you know, we're not just taking yeah. everything for granted. So it's a big difference, I think. Yeah. I'm not just going to agree with everything. You know, I might right. sound like an idiot. I might sound like an idiot, but Hey, you know, I, I think that's the only way you really learn it. But I mean, I honestly feel really smart when, I'm not on the call. And then when I get on the call, I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to explain this one? Yeah, I do a pretty good job yeah. of sounding like an idiot, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah, uh, I'm an old, but old yeah, hand it's, hard. it's freaking hard. Uh, to, but just to, to really uh, talk it through, this, this stuff, I mean, really, that's it, to, to really speak about the truth is a lot more challenging than to talk about, uh, you know, what everybody else is doing. I mean, really, everything else is pretty much a lie. So, yeah, I mean, not ev- I'm not saying everything's fake. I'm just saying that uh, a lot of stuff is sold to you. Therefore, it's bullshit. So, therefore, it's a lie. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard for people to deal with if the, if they have something invested into those concepts, you know, but I think right. it's easier for people who, who don't and probably maybe never really had all that much kind of 
it, 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 emotional investment into uh, the system as it is or something like that. And um, it could even be successful people too that, that they don't, they're not emotionally invested for whatever reasons. Like, Oh yeah, I've, I did good in the system or whatever, but I've just, I never bought into all the bull crap surrounding it, you know? So yeah. And all there's people listening to these calls are, you know, su- successful people and everything. And they, and they just never bought into the hype, you know? So they're open to the information. So it's so just, and- I don't know why or what, uh, what, how it comes about, but there's just people who are just uh, more open to, questioning things and other people and yeah yeah but, I mean, uh, if your whole your, if your whole family is uh you know not not trying to do anything outside the box then uh, it's going to be really hard for you i know for myself it's really hard to to start talking about this stuff because once you just start talking about it you sound like a freaking scoop and uh, especially because you have hardly any knowledge about anything, but you do know it's wrong and you, you know, I mean, trying to speak to someone who you thought cared. And, uh, yeah, yeah I remember, you know, getting connected with Robert. And then Robert probably helped you because you probably already had the same feelings. And then you had the frustration. Like I talk about like uh, how I, always kind of felt, I don't know, always, but I, you know, I, for a long time when I was younger, uh, I just had, you know, I know something's wrong. I don't know how to articulate it. And then you, like you had Robert, like he, he ran into a guy that knows like how to ar- articulate a lot of things and you pick up a lot of things and learn a lot of things. And yeah, that's why I like doing these calls. Cause I'm just kind of just passing on stuff I've learned from other people. And that's what it's all about. It's just kind of exchanging information. And then I think we, we all bring each other up you know, a, a level of understanding, a level of being able to articulate and that, and then we can have, uh, more, more, more personal, like power, more personal control over our existence here, you know, by, by way of just being able to, uh, articulate and to, do, uh, you know, it, work through certain thought processes, you know, and analyze things. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the, have a absolute mastery any of that i've just but i but i'm always trying to work on it you know i'm always trying to work on it and yeah you gotta you you have to uh dialogue with other people to 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 get anywhere you know can't do it in a vacuum it's not gonna happen yeah for sure but uh Yeah. yeah with that said um i'm gonna have to take off here and process the call and everything so yeah man call in monday if you can or it, it, either of you guys i know andreas schedule is a little bit different because he's on the other side of the it's a bit late but i really enjoy listening to you so yeah. uh so we'll keep it up uh, uh and uh as you said yeah it's uh, uh uh it's really important to be able to to give all these thoughts of voice and uh you are a good voice for for open thinking, uh, Chris, it's uh, it's really a pleasure to to listen to you and uh, how you you try to 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 have this way of uh, thinking true things, uh, and that's uh, really uh, appreciated. Well, thanks, man. And you know, it, it always helps to get like encouraging words from people and stuff. And yeah, it's, I wouldn't be doing this anymore if I didn't get the it, words of encouragement from people and. 
you know, the, the feedback and all that. So that's, yeah, that's, it's always appreciated. And yeah. Thanks again, guys. And, uh, so for Wednesday, March 23rd, 2016, this has been, uh, afternoon commute and I'll, I'll bid you guys in a, uh, adieu for hopefully you guys could, uh, call back in, call in a hoax busters call. And, uh, so until then, uh, take care. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.